0: you question? Uh, yeah, Guru
1: Maharaj, yeah, I was wondering about the uh, passing uh, of Mahaprabhu's father. I mean, I have read Chintan Chargant uh, a long time ago, so maybe I be <coughs> fact, but did he pass to the, like, in the early, like early age of Mahaprabhu mm-hmm. when he was much, much younger? And I was wondering if there's some correlation with, between him and Nanda Maharaj, and, you know, between Gauravanda and Krishna, you and why, why did it happen in, in Mahaprabhu like that? Why, you know, why he was kind of left out with uh, his mother? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It doesn't seem like a happy, happy situation, obviously. I know it's Leela and everything, but
2: uh, what's the correlation? What's the connection?
0: Yeah, and I've never seen any in the Acharya's comments um, that made any correlation between anything in the Krishna Leela. Uh, regarding Nanda Maharaj or vasudev um, and the, uh, the, the the early passing of Jagannath Mishra um, of course the correlation is made between them um, uh, and Jagannath Mishra as the father in each each Alila um, I believe both the correlation is made both between Javanath Mishra and Nanda Maharaj and as well Vasudev, again the two the two fathers, if you will, of of Krishna. Um but with regard to his 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 passing away, um in the in the early period of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's um Leela, um before he became a sannyasi and started preaching and so forth. I've never, never seen any comment um, and no attempt made, so I won't make an attempt to make a correlation. But I will say that um, it, in a way, underscores the sannyas of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, which is so. Uh, so important so endearing to us because it is his outreach to the um um to the to the people in, in general um that you know to invite them to bring them in to show the way it is his acharya lila really really begins with his taking of sannyas um and i say that because while it's it's not very dear to the inhabitants of navadvip um it's very dear to us and should be to the point of uh drawing us in and and acquainting us with the teachings there In the sanyasthali you find the teachings to rupa vasami the, the sanatana siksha you know the, the 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 conversion of venkata and, and uh uh promoting saraswati and so forth and uh, so much uh, preaching there. The Shikshastakam comes out and so this is an this Leela is about outreach and sharing. It's the better part of the Madhya Lila. The beginning and the end, the Adi Lila and Navadvip and the end and the leela, which so much corresponds with internally with Navadvip. Mm-hmm. are, in one sense, more important to us, but all in due course. Mm-hmm. So, by understanding the teachings of Chaitanya Mahāprabhu, we we find the way to enter into the Nabhadvip Līlā, which does go through, if you will, the anti-līlā and the internal life Mahaprabhu arrived at it would appear through the exercise of sankirtan, and um, which is which was the let often say the method to his madness. And the kirtan, I think, was accurately uh, as Bhakti said, Anuradha thought, thought of it as, as more than just. And, and, and kartal in a traditional sense but the actual canvassing and sharing the, the teachings and so on and so forth which, which is a form of kirtan obviously and is so absorbing um, to have to present according to the time and the circumstance and in his case, Mahaprabhu's case educated people, Vedantists like Bhattacharya, Sarvabhoma or Prabodananda or not Prabodananda but uh, Prakashananda, Saraswati. Um, yeah and the religious sector like Venkatabhatta and and, uh, and so on and so forth. So um, with that, the idea is the implication with that type of absorption hmm, through external bhakti, the internal um, life is, is awakened and the anti is as much about that. And there Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was entering into that which he came to experience in a systematic way Mm-hmm. the Bhava Varada, and showing us the way also as a byproduct of his own um pursuit, the way in which we can come closest to that as well. Um and that again that uh, corresponds with the life in Navadvipa, which is the Gupta Vrindaban, hidden Vrindaban, Lotus within within the lotus. It's a very very special uh Lila Gor Lila Nabhadweep is without Aishvarya. It's sweet and uh, intimate and so on and so forth. Um, and so, uh, the the passing of Jagannath Mitra, in a way, uh, underscores the sannyasa of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, which is a Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in sacrifice, hmm? giving up Nadia, giving up his mother, um, and his mother is... A widow hmm? so classically in, in those times, the mother would be um, in a case of uh becoming a widow, would be taken care of by her by her son, but her son leaves home hmm? and the affection between the of of suchi and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was very much played out in the name Sachi which is um a popular name of chaitanya mahaprabhu from uh, in, invoked by the original uh, founding acharyas um radha krishna praniva gudiwati shakti Rasmada mahara suchi harindu and so forth so rup Goswami um uh, uh, uh Anar pi charyam charat Kruna abatina knoos kalau samar paitham una toja rasam sabakti shrayam hari pura tsundre duty pada ambasanti pi te asa dharle akandu va and and and, and um, the following verses of 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 uh, following as they do in Chetan I and mean, that's Rupa's verse and then uh, of 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 um, Sruup uh, so these are very prominent figures in in the forming of the sampradaya we see them. This is a popular name of Mahaprabhu, invoked one that Bhakti Bhaktivinoda Thakur said, predicted would be sung by people from all over the world in Mayapur, which is, some of us were fortunate to be there and it'd be part of that prediction, and chant Jaya Sachinandan, Jaya Sachinandan on what's called Bhakti Siddhanta Marg, the road of Bhakti Siddhanta, the the only road (laughs) in (laughs) Abhadweep. it used to be anyway. Um, So the name, um, it's a beautiful uh, name of uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and speaks about um, the affectionate uh, relationship that he had with his mother and you know one who is loved knows how to love something like that Um, um, and so it's uh, in his sannyas was in he placed himself in her hands after taking sannyas uh, to determine that what what should what should be done with him or what should he do hmm? having in madness done that taken sannyas and so she she gifted him to all of us and she is a widow so it it, so it underscores the measure if you will of the the sacrifice I mean it's properly understood it's quite a sacrifice for Krishna to Chaitanya to leave his mother this is not just the bond of motherly affection but this is Extraordinary, what's uh, soya? Yeah, I mean, you know, you, the 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 whole. It's analogous, of course, obviously, to the to the uh, Krishna's leaving Vrindavan, and going to to Mathura, hmm, um, for the meeting with, with Kamsa and so forth, and so. um in in, in Gora Lila, of course, in, in, in Krishna Lila, Mother Yasoda doesn't really give her permission. I mean, Nanda Maharaj negotiates the scene and you know, and he and he goes along with him to give some assurance to the Prajabasis that, that he'll return. And he in turn, of course, gets the wool pulled over his eyes by the city slickers of, you know, Mathura, Vasudev and Devaki, with the idea that, well, your son is here now, but, I mean, he is your son, he's our son, but he's, we agree he's more your son, but, you know, you don't want to deny your son an education, right? So he has to get an education. <laughs> Sunday Pani Muni is here, and Avanti, and, you know. And so they kind of fast-talked him out, out of it, and uh, he went back empty-handed, but his own um, depth of despair hmm, was such that no one could fault him they could see the measure of his own despair was comparable to their own and so they were faulted Nanda Maharaj for not bringing him back um, but these are very touching moments in the Lila that really showcase the, the measure of the love of the inhabitants of Vrindavan and these are the same same devotees in Navadvip but here for it's a special Lila so Yes, there's an internal side of it, but it has an external side that's significant because obviously um, when you boil the milk it overflows. So when Krishna is boiling the milk of rasa to experience the fullness of it as rasaraj and sees that in the person of Radha the taste of rasa exceeds anything in his own um, experience this is very peculiar to him and and this is then a really a, a boiling of the milk if you will of 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 Rasananda, where you find the rasaraj in somewhat of an existential crisis in terms of his being the rasaraj i mean it's really quite peculiar to him to to realize to experience this that everybody he says. Worships me. Hmm. I mean, amongst the worshippers, hmm. as Prabhupada used to say, everybody worships God. And our difference from them is that we worship that she who is worshipable by God. Um, so to, for Krishna to, to realize this, to, to, to say, everyone, I'm, I'm Krishna. I'm all attractive. So everyone is attracted to me. But I find myself attracted to Radha how to put that you know in place and perspective what what is that what does that mean? Has everybody got it wrong am i you know am I the center or not? This is very very interesting um, theological you know thought that's coming from God himself, thinking you know everybody theology is about the existence of God, the nature of God, and here God is asking about his own nature. <laughs> That's, uh, and, uh, and of course you know, he reasons well that, that, um, that she drives him mad because something in him is making her the way she is, that he can't access. And so he says, you know it is me, I, I am the center, but, um, but I am so hindered in my position that uh, there's something about me that only she can access and understand. and So I'm attracted, drawn to, by my very nature, as Raj to experience that. Um, so there's a boiling of the milk, if you will, mm. and then naturally there's an overflowing. So with the very questioning of Krishna about his inner. Inner nature and the nature of rasa and so forth. There is a uh, a corresponding distribution. So the gaur-lila, I mean Krishna Leela, is also Audari. One of Krishna's qualities mentioned by Rupa Goswami is his his magnanimity. It's not that he doesn't have magnanimity, but this is magnanimity to the extreme in the gaur-lila. And Sachi is negotiating that, and she could have said, Okay, you put yourself in my hands, come back to Namadweep, break that down, and throw it in the Ganges, and just forget it. But no, she gives him it to the world. Lochan does very, tells, it in, a very, tells it in a very touching way the, uh, the same um, thing to an extent in terms of the conversation between. Mahaprabhu and Vishnu before the night before his taking sannyasa, and he comes out and says, "In this leela, we have, uh, we we have to cry. Hmm. This is what I, that's what this leela is about. Hmm. It's different. Here we are again. This is a different leela. In this leela, we're here to cry and to cry for the uh, fallen souls, so to speak." Hmm. Um, so so she hmm, doesn't interfere hmm. and such doesn't interfere when he's walking out and she's there and like a stone standing at the door and just before the Sun comes up and um, but by Netananda's arrangement of course there meet again and that uh, in Shantipur and there again he Puts himself in her hands, and she could have said, "Come on back," but she gave him to the world, and the fact that she's a widow, and her husband has passed away, and so it it, it seems to serves to, I should say, accentuate the, uh, punctuate uh, underscore, the point that the Lila is involved with sorrows and sacrifice, and there, their their first son, left and uh, became a sannyasi. Hmm. And uh, there was the concern that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu would, and he did. And she's a widow, and and, um, and in every way, she's the perfect mother, hmm? the envy of all mothers. And, 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 and this is her plight, and it's part. And the plight is taken on willingly by her, in a sense, hmm? for our sake. So these are not just Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, but the, all the all the navadweep gurujyasi is there. it's, it's, it's about this it, it, leela speaks about the sympathetic empathetic nature of the Sarup shakti hmm. Hmm. by which we can be a participant ultimately in in the leela hmm. we are we are defective in a sense by nature otherwise we wouldn't be in the position that we find ourselves hmm. Right? We're very confused. you yeah. know Tattva. We're Purusha. No, we're Prakriti. We're both. It's very, we're very confused. Uh, <laughs> and uh, we're neither here nor there. Uh, we matter. We're spirit. We're, we're in between. We're, we're better than nature, superior nature, but unto ourselves in such a way that one can argue it's meaningless. Hmm? So what if you be eternally? You've got to be something and do something and feel something hmm? unless the impetus to just be is often overshadowed <laughs> by that which the field, if you will, or the environment of the material nature provides, it turns us into something more hmm? arguably hmm? it actually material nature the environment brings out something in us that otherwise would not come out mm-hmm. hmm? Hmm? this is so 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 there's a good reason all the way often reason that we should that we are we are independent of matter we turn matter on we give meaning to matter and so we matter and separate ourselves from matter there's a good place, uh, there's considerable room for making that argument. We can make the argument, we should, um, in discussing Radha Tattva the opposite. Hmm. Who cares for that? Hmm. To be eternally, you've got to be something, be somebody and do something and feel something. You have to be a feeler, a a knower, an apprehender, a a, a doer. so. this reality if you will that, that material nature brings out that's inherent in us inherently we are we have will, we're, we're an agent of action we, we have the capacity to have qualitative experience and to, and to apprehend um, and, and know but without an environment as I often say these qualities of the self they don't come out because if there's no environment, there's nothing to experience, then there, there's nothing to do, there's nothing to know. Hmm. Uh, so when, when Shankar does away with the material world, hmm, he does away with all those things. And, and, all, and, and you have a, a reality that, if you think carefully about it, it's very unappealing. Hmm. Just kind of pulsating, contentless awareness. And the bliss constitutes nothing more than not suffering. I mean, it, it you know it, it doesn't sound that appealing, <laughs> really. Um, and so, no, we we say there there, there is a Maya Shakti, and we, sometimes we need to 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 glorify her. And of course, again, without that Maya Shakti, then these qualities in our self wouldn't come out. So it's more, it's, it's, that's why the godis feel you're more fully yourself in material life than you are in Brahman, in Brahma Sayuja. Mm-hmm. At least the inherent, these inherent qualities of yourself that would not play themselves out in Brahman where there's no material or environment, Maya Shakti, and no spiritual environment, Sarupa Shakti. Mm-hmm. And so you're more like you are, in potential, hmm, in relation to the material uh, nature. So, hmm, I mean, we. This is a beautiful thing. I mean, this is this is a way. If you can enter into this, then you can be happy with everything. Everything the material nature does, there's no problems, and so forth. And of course, then you take it further. And you have to take the argument further. And it comes to what? The argument comes to well, that. This isolated self—it's hmm? very, it's very masculine the way it's talked about, Brahman, hmm? and uh, very uh, virile, the Sannyasin, and, 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 and so on. Um, it's rather, rather cold. Hmm? Um, you know you have the Western. Theology even, separating the, the, the spirit from the world. The world is profane and the spirit is pure. Mortification of the body is, was the way of the desert fathers. Hmm. You look pretty without makeup. <laughs> okay. it's with little... <laughs> <laughs> another story, but... The desert fathers the original you know monastics of christianity they were very like they were like the process was very um their method was very um well a mortification of the is that the right word of the spirit uh, very self denying and uh very gani type tapasvi uh oriented and you know, many of the christian monasteries as, as well um, um, so, you know, on that side, and then you have the materialistic philosophy, where where there where, there is nobody to have a nature. <laughs> there's only nature, but there's nobody to have a nature. <laughs> um, so, so, then you have Shankar in the East, and again, he does away with the world, and then you've got this virile but sterile. <laughs> At the same time, self it's, its kind of a harsh bliss, the cold, you know—and—and um, uh, and so um, these the, these ideas—they don't take—they don't—they don't come to a Hegelian, you know, synthesis of Shakti and Shaktiman, hmm, uh, of the Purusha and the Prakriti. These are are the these are the these are the the two opposite poles the Prakriti and the Purusha and you know Vangeta's terminology for example at one point we're 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 Purusha in the thirteenth chapter the self is the knower of the field and the field is is that which is to be known and so um, so. In Gaudiya Vaishnavism, of course, then it's very beautiful because we we do come to a synthesis, a very beautiful synthesis, and we. Um, so we are Shaktas in in a sense. We're we're super Shaktas. We're Bhaktas. We're super Shaktas. So we, we worship the Shakti, and in, in material nature is a manifestation of Radha. Of course, the the, the key is that it's it's a, she's a, a reflection. Hmm? Important point. So as much as you understand her as a reflection, then you can see her in the reflection. When you don't understand her as the material nature, as the reflection of Radha, then you're pursuing what you could find in relation to Radha, in relation to her reflection, her shadow only. And so it, it, it comes up short, the idea being that if we, as an Atma, if we start with the premise that we are an Atma, which is reasonable, as I say, if religion doesn't make sense, then there's no sense to be made. Hmm. Inasmuch as religion says there's meaning and purpose and to, to life that's, that transcends our human, whatever constructs that there are Universal principles uh, to be found out, and the world has a nature, a dharma, and there's a there's there's a there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a plot, <laughs> something like that. Mm. Throwing away uh, religion, spirituality, you know, if we're left with materialism. There is no there is no plot. Mm. So while people are fond of saying sometimes that religion doesn't make sense religion there's no sense to be made there's no. there is no plot and and also the sense of the self and that as we speak about it higher self is is such that it proceeds from well our experience the only thing that we can truly validate that we experience so meditation proceeds from the fact that we experience. We may experience many things and they may not all be be, be accurate, but but the fact that we experience that's that's accurate. Hmm. And that's what we know. I mean Bertrand Russell is a famous uh, thinker, uh non-theistic thinker of the past, and in his in his uh, um, The Nature of Matter, I think was was his book, he came to the conclusion the only thing we really know is that our own consciousness, which what which, which, what what he meant by that, which the only thing we really know is that we experience. We don't know that there's even a world out there. Hmm? Which is the 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 faith on which, for example, modern science proceeds. From that faith, we believe there's a world out there. There's something out there. What we know is, we think there's something out there. <laughs> we know that. And it, it seems like there is. Of course, you know, we often find out it's it's not what it looks like or what we thought it was like, and and so in 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 so many ways, in the ways that we talk about it theologically, and in the ways that modern science talks about it as, as well. But that, is, at any rate, is a belief. You can't prove that there's anything out there. You can, but you you can't know it. What do you mean by out there? I mean like outside here. These trees. I mean outside of you. Internally, you experience that there is that that, that I'm here. There's a chair here. That there's, there's, that, that, that. But all you really know is that you experience, but you don't know that you can't prove that the. Those, can't the prove there's a
1: chair here? You
0: cannot prove that there's a chair there. No, no, you can't. You cannot prove that there is there is an ex-
1: you're,
0: you're in my experience. Yeah, it could be just your experience, but 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 that I that I exist independent of your experience. You you can you can experience that there's a chair here, but you can't prove. That that is just not an experience that you're having, you know. But but that it actually happens independent of your experience, that it's there. You can't prove that. So all you have is your experience, mm-hmm. and you interpret your experience in a per- particular way. <laughs> but this is uh, so. Science proceeds on a on a faith that there is an, a, a. It's all about the external world. We believe that we think we have good reason to believe it. Uh, and so on and so. But you know, there are philosophers that you know, like Berkeley, the thing, probably the most famous uh, idealist. Idealist idealism. You know, it's only there because you know this. The was the tree. What is it? Did it actually fall?
1: Or does it make a sound yeah. it
0: falls? This is idealism. So idealism is that is is there's there's I- there's ideas. That's all your idea you think there's my idea, but I might be your idea <laughs> I mean I might be just part of your idea so so the Vedanta seeks to pursue that which we know that we're we're a unit of experience and what is what is it what is that to, what does it mean to be that and so forth which is something that's that's undeniable it's the only thing that you can really, you can confirm so to speak your experiences may be. Wrong and experience something to be something other than it is, but but that you experience. That's undeniable. So in a, in a way, Vedanta proceeds from experience. And science, modern science proceeds from faith. Hmm? And so that said, at any rate, we um, uh, we 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 have a nice um harmonization of this external world and the objective world and the subjective world and which is more important and as I was speaking earlier and so forth and and you know it, it, it comes to yes, we do posit that there's a self, an Atma. That's reasonable, as I've just, you know, explained briefly. Um and 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 we acknowledge that there is an external world. And we acknowledge that the external world brings out something in us that would not otherwise be brought out, mm. and that that's good, but then it, that, that it's also problematic. We don't dem- deny the fact that it's also problematic, because it brings out the possibility of loving, mm. by being by enabling us to be a doer, an experiencer, by providing variety, difference, action. These are all parts of love, right? Mm. Components of love, action, variety, uh, um, uh, and so forth, uh, uh, qualitative experience, um, um, but but we acknowledge that it it falls short. It falls short because it's a reflection, Hmm? Hmm? and meanwhile we have the Godhead, right, Hmm? and we have the Godhead, also being a person and moving. And loving, as we were talking about, hmm? and why? Because of because of Radha, because of the Sarup Shakti, hmm? and it's not a problem. Hmm? So the con- whole concept of leela, hmm? it says that there there must be that if if there is the material nature, if there is a world out there, okay, and most people will agree. Shankar doesn't agree, hmm? but you know we don't agree with Shankar, so. Um, we we there is a world. Exactly what it is, it's very difficult to say. But what it's that's 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 called gunamaya. Hmm? What it's constituted of, we 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 can't it's hard to say. We call it the gunas and we go on from there. We have our description but what it is it's hard to say, but but it but it has another side, Jiva Maya. Hmm? Maya is that it that it it's good at packaging things and so it it's has a glitter. Hmm. But all the glitters is not gold, so it glitters and it attracts us and captivates us, and that's undeniable too. That we're captivated by the movements of nature, hmm. even though, as we say, we set it in motion. We're captivated by, by that, drawn by that, and and okay, and it's okay. It's making us m- more than we are otherwise. Arguably, in one sense, hmm. the way I'm talking about it, hmm. I'm arguing differently than I always argue. Obviously, the opposite way. So, so, so we're we're all for material nature and, and people falling in love and everything. It's it's just wonderful. <laughs> uh, but you know that it, you know we do have that small small footnote or caveat that it's it's problematic because it's not in, 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 enduring. And so then, um, but then you know with regard to the godhead, then does the godhead have life? Is the godhead? Person loving, if so, there needs to be this Shakti also, and, and so the Parashakti. So the whole thing is harmonized by the idea that the material nature is the reflection of Radha. Hmm? It's, uh, you know, Durga's Radha, you know, turned around backwards, something like that. Hmm? Uh, Radha is very generous and the compassionate nature of Krishna, so inviting us and durga's holding us back something like that opposite sides hmm? so when we see the material nature in that way as a reflection hmm? as durga as a reflection of, of of radha then the whole things harmonized then we understand why we would have good impetus not to pursue self-realization why it makes sense Hmm. why it's better to be in maya hmm. Hmm. at least be a person and be unique and, and, and so on and so forth but why it's problematic hmm. in that that personhood and so forth is is not a, not, a, not enduring hmm. and, but but as we come then through why honoring but you have to honor sh- the shakti you have to honor the material nature to begin with to get to what she is uh, a reflection of, so this is a whole problem, obviously, in human society today. You know, the re- rethinking of our relationship with nature, hmm. in terms of how it's been thought about in the West, at least, which is the thinking—that thinking is dominating the world now—largely um, comes from Christianity and then from from science and so forth. Hmm. But either you're you know, separate the spiritual entirely from the world it's just an environmental crisis and then if you if you separate this you know the self from the spirit and make make the self part of the world if you will just uh, just a, a magic of matter then you you've gone on the opposite side there's a, there's a crisis there as well so this is a relevant topic the answer is is Jai Radhe that's this is the answer actually (laughs) and it enables us to 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 appreciate material nature hmm, and honor her as the reflection of Radha with that in mind hmm, then you can get very close to material nature and and not be not um, um, and that will not be uh, um, a problem Mm-hmm. Um, and you can appreciate the world and the way it works and it's a perspective yeah. uh, it's, it's, it's a we're talking about a, a Mahabhagata perspective on material nature and there's no problems mm-hmm. mm-hmm. this is what the Shakti does and it's good mm-hmm. um, Shakti shows us material Shakti shows us something about ourselves that we wouldn't know otherwise by contemplating our atma Hmm. just by contemplation there are things that cannot be known just by thinking just like psychologically we say that you know you may know you've got a problem like this but you've got to feel your way through it I can tell you you are an agent of action hmm. I mean but we, we only really know that because we it feels like that hmm. because of material nature we can be feelers we're like a stone hmm. Because of material nature, we're like a rolling stone. And how does it feel? Hmm? (laughs) I know it's an old song, but uh, so how does it feel? This is this is a modern thing in modern. How does it feel? What about feelings? Hmm? Isn't it? You'll find this in like the hip hop culture. Got a feel, you know? Hmm. Go for it, but what? But so that's this is material nature is enabling us to be a feeler. I mean, its capacity is inherent within us in our constitution as an atma. But without the material nature, it can't be experienced. And without experiencing, just to tell you, hmm, I mean, I'm talking about an impossible thing here because we are in the midst of the feeling, and so forth. But if we were to separate the atma from it without having the experience of material nature and say you're a feeler, a doer. I am, I'm just a witness, Hmm? that's all, I am, I am, Hmm? that's the self, Hmm? unto itself, without the influence of an environment, material or spiritual, to bring out qualities in the self that can only come out in relation to that environment. As I often say, we have a nature. And our nature is such that it lends itself to nurture. Well unless we include the nurturing possibility and influence, we don't know the self fully. That's why you can't know the self fully in Yoga Siddhanta. You cannot know the self fully as we're explaining it in 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 um in Gyan Marg. Mm-hmm. Only in Bhakti Marg. And this comes out to the extreme in Godia, Vaishnavism Krishna Bhakti Chaitanya Bhakti. Mm-hmm. That's all about uh, feeling really, really? it's nice. all about feeling about loving much more than it is about knowing or being mm-hmm. that's very extreme on that side so because of the extremity on that side we can we can appreciate in Gaudi Vaishnava does this it's better to be a conditioned soul than to be Krishna doesn't say it in the Gita <laughs> he says better to be a tapasvi better than that to be a yogi better than a yogi Better than a tapaspi to be a gani, better than a gani to be a yogi, better than a yogi to be a devotee. But from the devotee perspective in Chaitanya Vaishnava, we say it's better to be a, a karmi. Even Narada says better to be a karmi than to be a yogi, a gani or a tapaspi. Hmm? Because at least you're experiencing something about yourself that those schools of thought will not afford you experience of, you're it's in a perverted way, so to speak, I mean, to use the term, I mean, you're, you're, you're experiencing it in relation to the reflection of the Sarup shakti, if you will, the durga, that is the reflection, there's radha turned around, so to speak, hmm? that's what material nature is, radha is turned around, that's all, hmm? So you just have to turn it around the other way and you can see everything, everything good. <laughs> Uh, but uh but because you don't understand that point then then it's then it's uh it's it's problematic, but if you do then you can then there's such a you don't have this um it's Vishvam purnam sukate to use the term of Vishvam chati talk the world is an abode of happiness hmm? and uh you can see everything for the purpose of for Krishna and so forth and it's so. Well, it's a very beautiful idea, and it, these very important uh, thoughts mm-hmm. that you know have been going on for a long time in the world, these polar opposites, this, uh, you know, this uh, spirituality separate from matter and matter, is better than spirit. And these two Prus and prakriti are they are there the two are there is this just one is there just spirit and no matter is there just matter and no spirit Hmm? is there spirit and matter fighting with one another Hmm? these are the kind of thought patterns and ours is there spirit and matter and they work together Hmm? and they complement one another in these ways and uh, and uh, of course you know you gotta everything has to be clarified and, and, and so on and when we see material nature, as I say, as the reflection of Radha. then the whole problem is solved. And it, it has to be there. I mean, there has to be a rata. This is the point. There has to be a rata. Hmm? Otherwise, there's no there's no prospect for 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 love, for enduring love. Hmm? And the godhead is just a stone, hmm? a stone of being, which is you know. The uh, one particular and prominent representation of Indian philosophical thought, Brahman. It's a very um, cold idea. Hmm? A very cold idea. Not warm at all. Hmm? There's there's knowing, but there's no feeling. Hmm? And so again, knowing without feeling, you might say, "I'd rather feel." Hmm. Ignorance is bliss. Hmm. There's no bliss in knowing that that what is suffering. <laughs> There's no bliss in knowing what is suffering. Hmm. I mean, that's that's, that's 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 what the bliss of brahman is—knowing what the, the what, what is the nature of suffering—and then not because you know and really know, <laughs> you don't participate in it. Hmm and that's a poor excuse for for bliss so it's it's a very um, very abstract and it's very foreign to our it's not how we experience ourselves I mean is there anything to how we any reality to how we experience ourselves Mm -hmm. to say that, that we experience ourselves but on tilt is is more sensible I think than to say well, you experience yourself, but, but, but your reality is entirely different. You are not a self. You are not a doer. You're not a qualitative experiencer. It's this very... It's kind of an artificial imposition. Gaudiya Vaishnavism very much confirms... And this is an interesting and important point. It confirms our experience. It really doesn't ask us to have faith in anything other than our own experience.
3: Hmm?
0: of ourself and then to pursue that, that experience of the self hmm? and it says that the experience of yourself that I'm a doer a knower a feeler hmm? which means you know ultimately I'm, I'm the lover is how I experience myself to be hmm? um, uh, that that uh, uh, <laughs> that we are that how we experience ourselves, has something to do with, with with what we are that's not you know a stretch hmm? and 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 so we need only to pursue what we are in relation to where we can Find the fulfillment of those potentials hmm? this is the idea hmm? and that is the idea of of Krishna, and that is the idea of Radha hmm? who's doing that hmm? and shows the way hmm? um, exemplifies the way and so forth hmm? so we honor the material nature it's it's uh, and um And we we we, and we accept that for example that we ourselves are well as I said, what are we? We're Shakti, we're Purusha, we're Prakriti, we're Purusha, we're like which are we? We're a very confusing Tattva. Hmm. So we're Purusha. This is one point we have to make, but then we make the point where the we're that we're we're we prakriti, part This is more of a, more of the emphasis. We're a Shakti Tattva. But we are the part and parcel. Use prophets' language, for example, of God, the One became many. Hmm. So, if we accept the argument there that the many are in, are experiencing themselves to be knowers, doers, feelers, or lovers, hmm, experiencing this about themselves, and that they're there are many of us and none of us are the source and we have a source it's fairly reasonable Hmm? Um, then there's a likeness right? and this is our conviction that there's a likeness between ourselves and our source it's not unreasonable (laughs) that we would be like our source Hmm? and so if we Uh, If the source is like us, then the source must be a feeler, a knower, and a doer, Hmm? right? There you go. And so he needs a shakti, he needs a field to be the knower of. Hmm? And in relation to that field, he actually finds out something about himself. Hmm? Just like we do, with the help of material nature, we can find out something about ourselves that we wouldn't know otherwise, we can find out that we have something in our nature that lends to nurture, and the field brings it out and makes a testament to us. Oh, you are these things. So, so, And the Godhead is the same thing, our sources, but the difference is that for the Godhead there's there's not a problem in being a doer, a knower, and a lover. And for us, as beautiful as those are, as much as we experience that's who we are, we also readily experience that there's a problem with it, as well. There's a problem being a doer, a knower, and a lover, hmm? especially being a lover. And we 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 be and we know for the sake of for, for the sake of, in the pursuit of love, which is kind of the purpose. And so we 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 find it's problematic. Hmm? So we turn to our source. Hmm? Why are we having a problem? Hmm? Because we are. Experiencing ourselves in relation to the reflection hmm, of the of the of the real field of activity. Radha is the field of activity. Hmm. That is for Krishna, the Sarup Shakti, hmm, the environment. Hmm. We are the ultimate environmentalists. <laughs> yeah, the environment means Shakti. We 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 shaktas you know,
3: you
0: know, and yeah. hmm? so we so we have reason that. to conclude there must be a parashakti hmm? because we are having a problem being what we are what we experience we are hmm? Hmm. but we reason that 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 that's not a problem for our source so we turn to the source and let me find, oh yes, it's, 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 it's not a problem. Hmm? I mean, there are problems. Krishna has problems, that's sure, but they're not like our problems. <laughs> uh, um, and so there's a reason for a Radha. I mean, we can theologize why there should be a God, but why there should be a Radha? Well, our everyday experience tells us there must be a Radha if we think it out. Hmm? And this is what Vedanta is about. It's about thinking about your experience, hmm? which is all that you know. hmm? There must be a Radha.
3: hmm?
0: You understand? There must be, this is a logical conclusion. There must be a field, an environment, a Shakti, hmm? to influence the Shakti-man, that the Shakti-man, because without that, there's only Brahman. hmm? Without the Sarup shakti, there's no, where's the movement? Where's the variety? Where's the possibility of love? Hmm? Just like in our lives. Hmm? We can say we're an atma. Hmm? And we are. Hmm? And that oh, we're chasing after phantasmagoria, hmm? chasing after things that are here today and gone tomorrow, and this is the whole problem, and that's true, and so forth. Hmm? Hmm? But on the other hand, hmm, because of that, because of the material nature, we not only be, but we be something. And you can argue, I've argued it's better to be than to be something that doesn't endure. But some would say, I'd rather be something, for a while at least, than just be. <laughs> at least for a while. I would rather, I would rather pursue the the, the the failed possibility of love, even if I conclude that it will be a failure, Still, for a flickering moment to taste it, I'm going for it. We are, you know, hopeless, hopeless, actually hopeful romanticists. But uh, this is a a Gaudiya Vaishnava perspective. Hmm. Hmm. I know, but ignorance is bliss. Hmm. So, this is a strong Gaudiya type of argument, that's very wholesome it honors the material nature hmm? and says as Gaudi Vashti says, better to be a conditioned soul than to be a, be a mukta sitting and merging in Brahman in, in, in um, Sayuja Mukti better to be you'll know more about yourself hmm? of course you have to think that out <laughs> think that out Mm-hmm. good mm-hmm. association. Mm-hmm. And then, as I say, you think, yeah. this must be, hmm, this maya my, shakti must be the reflection mm-hmm. of the Sarup shakti. The surup shakti turn, turned around. Mm-hmm. Because what holds true for me holds true for the Godhead as well. Because I'm his part, parcel. So for the Godhead to be a feeler, a knower, mm-hmm. a doer, it must be a shakti. And it can't be the material shakti. Hmm? Because, we see, that's problematic. Hmm? So there must be a rana. Hmm? It's very, very reasonable. Hmm? And this brings together the shakti and the shakti Man. This is what the whole, this is what the whole Gaudi Vaishnava is about, bringing together Radha and Krishna. So this is a problem in the modern society, to bring together the shakti and the shakti, the prakriti and the purusha. Nature and, and humanity, and, and this and, and human that have been distanced by, by, by philosophical thinking, thinking ourselves to be into being matter, thinking ourselves to be completely different from matter. We've got to get away from it altogether. It's bad, mm-hmm. and you end up an island. Mm-hmm. But no man, or woman is an island. That's a fact. Hmm? We all need friends, so if we need an environment. We're such a nature. So this is a very—you hmm, have to think, think it out. There's a reason for Radha, hmm? and, uh, and this is the, the, the mantra, the call, the cry of Gaudiya Vaishnavism. Victory to Radha, hmm? victory to the Shakti. Hmm? you understand this, understanding right? how can you possibly be a contributor to, uh, you know, buy into a philosophical way of thinking that results in the kind of for example modern environmental crisis that uh, the humans are, are faced with. You can't. Hmm? So we've gone down the wrong course the environmental crisis is a philosophical crisis, hmm? and it's, I mean, it's gone down the course for you know. You can look at it as economic, but it begins with a philosophical perspective, and it's gone down the road a long way. And you know, this is it's a huge problem. Hmm? And and the problem is, we've got to bring Radha and Krishna together. That's the whole problem. <laughs> That's what Kodiya Vaishnavism is about. The Shakti and the Shakti-man, they're one and different. They're not at odds with one another, properly understood. Hmm. Even material natures, working for Bhagavan, right, indirectly. Hmm. It's Radha, working indirectly. Okay, she's the compassionate nature of Krishna. If you can't take it straight from me, you don't believe me, then let's throw it this way. Hmm. It's problematic. I bring out what's what's possible in you, that you're a lover, you see, but... hmm? But, but in a way that shows you that, without pursuing that possibility in relation to Krishna, then there's a downside. Hmm? There's different ways to teach. So, Radha is the good cop, and Durga is the bad cop, (laughs) so to speak. (laughs) Uh, And she's uh, just—they're working, you know, together, hand in hand. Hmm? Hmm. You had a question.
2: Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati gave us a uh, hundred warnings against mundane mellows, one of which is that, uh, I'll just read it, that person who is devoid of Sambandha Gyan can never attain the ultimate goal of life, Prayojan. One who is bewildered by philosophical misconceptions is not performing devotional service to Krishna. So my question is, when we speak of Sambandha-gyan, which leads to Pryoja, in the context of what Bhaktisiddhanta is trying to relay here, how much Sambandha-gyan are we talking about? I see some Gaudias that say, faith alone, I only need to have faith in my guru and my 16 rounds, and I'm I'm set for I'm set, I'm going to Galoka. And, I, and and even those some of those Gaudias <laughs> will be so so bold as to say people who who use Sambandagyan to make an argument in favour of increased devotion are simply intellectual bullies. So when we speak about Sambanagyana and the Gaudiya community, how much is enough? Can you get too much? what's the pro- what is the measure that bhakti Siddhanta is referring to here
0: mm-hmm. well i think that um, in context he's referring largely to the fact that in his time in the time of bhakti Vinod Thakur, there were many people who were uh, in bengal uh, In particular, who were identified with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in some way or another. And um, at the same time, their allegiance to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was such that it didn't correspond philosophically with the teachings of Rupa Goswami. Therefore, you have the in the Pranam one of the Pranam mantras of Bhakti Siddhanta the same this the statement what uh, Rupanuga Viruda Virupanuga Rupanu Virudapa Siddhanta So Rupanuga Virudha hmm? Apa Siddhanta Dantaharani so that he was Virud he be, would become um, disturbed at uh, the identification on the part of someone with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, religiously speaking or spiritually speaking, in a way that was in contradiction to the teachings of Rupa Goswami, who told us who Chaitanya Mahaprabhu actually is. I mean, he is the the uh, the main um, spokesperson, and particularly for the way. Hmm. That's why one of the reasons why we call ourselves Rupa because we follow the way. Rupa, and he is the Abhideya Tattva Acharya. Mm. And so at the time, for example, you have Bhaktivinoda calling out a number of sects. I think he, he, he named 13 of them that all um, identified themselves as followers of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, none of whom followed the Chaitanya Mahaprabhu of Rupa Goswami, who actually understood who Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was. And therefore, they didn't have the proper um, sambandha jnan and uh, their their worship and their sentiment was not philosophically grounded in tattva in such a way that it would bear the fruits of the and the goal, the ideal of, uh, of preem, even though they would often invoke the ideal of radha preem and, and so on and so forth. So, that's the context, and then you have many people also being born in Vaishnava families and their Vaishnavas, um, but they don't know any tattva. Hmm? This is the classic Kaniṣṭha adhikāri. Hmm? They worship Chaitanya Mahāprabhu, but they don't understand who's a devotee, who's not, what, what's, what kind of, what's a high devotee, who's a lower devotee, who to hear from, who not to hear from. They don't have any proper discrimination. It's more or less hereditary that they're a devotee, and um, so this was a problem in his time. So just to you know give it a context. Now you want to take it and apply it, you know, in this time, which is which is um, important too. I mean, the the teaching holds, but that's what is talking about kind of a soup of you know of misconceptions about. Uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu now you have a different situation you know you have a Gaudiya community that's been spawned internationally by uh, our gurudev Om Vishnupad Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada and uh, largely who who took the the idea of of systematically uh, teaching the Siddhanta the Sambandha the proper knowledge that fosters the practice of uttam bhakti, and which in turn fosters the goal of prane bhakti, to systematically teach that this was the idea of bhakti in theologically and in, in an organized way, somewhat analogous to you know the original Christian um, uh, theologians and setting up universities to teach. You know what uh, the, the, the the visionaries and, and the theologians, the uh, Augustines and whatnot, uh, Aquinases of of Christianity. You know, he wanted he wanted to do that with Gaudiya Vaishnavism. That was Bhakti Thakur. Hmm? and um, and he gave the task passed the task on to Bhakti Sadantrasa Thakur, who. So the conception came in Bhakti Vinod of doing that and and largely in reaction to two things, in relation to the in reaction to the state of affairs within Gaudi Vaishnavism at the time, which I've already explained, and also in relation to modern thinking, modern influence, and modern observation and findings about the world. Hmm? Um and this is Um, also something that was in play as I understand it in terms of this Christian development of systematic theology and and setting up of monasteries to teach and so forth that there were some findings about the natural world, observable findings I think from maybe maybe, um, Aristotle that came to light that caused the Christian faith to start to have to harmonize its heart of faith with the head of observations that um, then they had to, you know, think about the Bible in relation to some facts and and and, and so sort out kind of relatives and absolutes and so forth. It was a similar exercise in the West that went on and... Bhagavad was now interfacing with the modern times. And um, I, I would assume that the Christian, the Christianity had a lot of superstition around it as well, as much as it tried to douse out any, you know, drown out any superstition. Mm-hmm. In you know miracles and this and that and witches and and whatnot with 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 just one bigger wish you know one one bigger superstition or or faith or bigger miracle. That was the original idea. One miracle will trump all other miracles. Trump all and that's it. It will be done. You know, but it's still a belief in miracles. Hmm? So then you know to to reason about it and 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 and, and strengthen the faith with reason. This. Came to be a necessity in in the Western uh, school of revelation, with some findings of, I think it was, it was Aristotle that the Church had to look at, Catholic Church that had to look at and think about, it. and so the Catholic Church does that, you know, in an ongoing way. Before they think about issues like like gay marriage and whatever, immigration, you know, or whatever these are. Uh, social issues, political issues, and worldly issues, and and uh, evolution, for example. The church, the Catholic church, is not doesn't take a you know seven days the world was built kind of Protestant fundamentalist perspective on it. So they have a steeped a, a tradition steeped in theology and 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 so on. That um, not not that the Protestants don't have that to some extent as well. Uh, also, But it began with Catholicism and so forth. So they had the same thing, in a, in a sense. They had a, a, a superstitious kind of environment. And uh, as I'm talking about, one miracle trumps all other miracles. And then they have you know, actual kind of observable evidence about the world. So in Gaudi they have all this superstition about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, superstitious ideas that don't correspond, for example, that are dreamy and um, airy-fairy and problematic. In that they're not following the philosophical insights of Rupa Goswami, it's just a little different. But but then and then you, and also you have the so you have a, a kind of a, a tender faith in, uh, of Gaudiya Vaishnavism, and some of that because it's not well philosophically grounded. And then you have influence of modern uh, modernity and insights and so forth. And that's an important point to go off on for a moment, because my conviction is. The nature of the material world is that there are always new things to find out about it.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: So, what you and what you find out today about it may find out you might find out to be different as you go on. It's endlessly mutable. So, there's always new things to find out about the world, which then you adjust your spiritual thinking in in relation to. And this has been going on for a long time. Hmm. I don't think they're going to stop hmm. um, so, so Bhakti you know, is dealing with that a very unique person in the history of uh, of Gaudiya Vaishnavism and uh, and the idea that came in him to more or less start these, you know, some systematic way of teaching the Sambandagam hmm. basically uh, proper philosophical understanding and that also in consideration of modernity, modern findings and thinking and you know Whatnot and empirical, observable evidence, and uh, how do we deal with that if it seems to contradict our old teaching? Our teaching says it's kali yuga, but we're into modern findings. we were dinosaurs, you know, <laughs> so all right, you know you can do about that. So these are things you got to think about. Uh, or it's it's worth worth thinking about and harmonizing. Bhakti Vinod was doing that, hmm? and then he gave the task of giving shape to that to Bhakti Sadanta Thakur who did to some extent in India and started to send, send, you know, missionaries to the missionary countries <laughs> Was his idea to send the missionaries here, the English, we'll send our missionaries there. Is, you see, it was, it was, he was playing off of that. And then, as he gave some shape to that, then, then Prabhupada Bhaktis, Bhaktivedanta saw Sami Maharaj took it all over the world, right? And so now we have this international community spawned by, by the thinking of Bhakti Vinod, the shape that Bhaktisthan Sarastri Thakur gave forth, the order that he gave to my Guru Mahesh, who took it seriously and took it all over the world, and others are contributing now as well and so forth. And um, and uh, there is a different environment hmm, than the, than the one in which that statement the Vinoda or Bhakti Siddhanta Sarsky Thakur came out, but does it apply to the present environment? And if so, how? And the statement being that without sambandha-gyan, you can't attain the goal, the And the question is, how much sambandha-gyan and so forth? Because some people seem to have more than others and and then some people, as you say, who have more than others are just accused of being intellectuals rather than devotees. <laughs> um and, and so forth. Well, I think um, that it does apply, and um, and um, I think that the there is such a thing as religious fundamentalism, and it is a problem. It is a particular orientation to the tradition that maybe that can be useful at a certain point, but it cannot be uh, one that one does not evolve from without it being a problem. Mm-hmm. Evolve through. Tender faith—it's the same concept. Tender faith, kaniṣṭādikāri, uh, is characterized by not understanding the scriptural argument very well. They have faith through association and a little bit of the basic argument, and so forth. But um, you know, a lot of people are troubled for wanting to know the truth, and then they find a truth that works with them psychologically. Call it Gaudiya Vaishnavism, and they're not interested in the rest of the philosophy, <laughs> or applying it. They're just happy, How oh, I know. Okay, and I just go on with my life and dress up like a devotee, and events like this are 50% social, to be honest with you. Hmm? And, uh, you can come late for the class, and it's, you know, you still feel fulfilled because you met other people. And, <laughs> and I don't think that's necessarily the best, <laughs> best thing. Um, but, um, because you need some philosophical ground here, and understanding to apply ourselves, um, and um, and we are quite uh, radical people. A false dichotomy was presented to me the other day, and you wrote to me something about it as well, without identifying it as such. Someone had written a paper, and let's say it's directed towards the disciples of Prabhupada, who experienced him, and who, who preached in a particular way, hmm? and in the context of his preaching, made certain comments about social norms in the time, of the time, like let's say like, about homosexuality, about women. What's another one? Um, science. Modern science or something like that. Yeah.
2: Uh, well, through,
0: yeah, okay. Black Whatever. Yeah. So, um, and so the, the paper was presented as Prabhupada's disciples have to decide whether they whether his he should be represented as a rev, as a kind of iconoclastic revolutionary who stands by the truth no matter what and is not swayed by modern changes and and uh, influences and and so forth or whether he he, he whether he wanted his disciples to morph into being warm and fuzzy and friendly and getting along with people and therefore softening on certain positions in order to get along with people that that they might get more of a standing in the world that that was the paper and obviously the author felt you know that the latter was really the problem, although he's presenting it as if these are the choices. Which one? I don't know. You know, <laughs> but just the language with which it's presented. You know what he thought, or she, whatever it was. Um, but the whole thing is is um, it's a, just a false dichotomy is presented. It's a false dichotomy. The, 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 the false dichotomy is either we're going to be iconoclastic, revolutionary. Or we're going to be just this watered down, you know, uh, feely, feel good, you know, get along with people type group. And in, in, in the in the idea was, well, if you if you if you if you support gay marriage, or that women could be, you know, gurus or something like that, you know, um, then that's the that's the one side. And and then the other side is you know you don't do that and then there you're this revolutionary group standing for the truth, but I mean it doesn't matter if you if you if you if you say if you if I say I think that gay marriage is a good thing, hmm, and that it should be honored, and I think so because I think that sexuality is not bad. It's not a sin to be sexual. I mean, it's the, we're sexual beings, we exist in purely speaking because of sexuality. But, but, But without its regulation, without harnessing it, then it will be problematic to pursue all that we can be. And all that we can be is not, you know, I've got money, I've made a lot of money, I've got lots of money, Therefore, I should be elected hmm? right? That's what it means to be successful and happy. Have money, and I can fire people if I want And I can hire people if I want, whoever I want, and I get it done.
1: Hmm? Yeah, you know Because I have money that's you know.
0: And millions of people going, yeah, yeah, hey. I mean, and then you know, the other side of it is, you know, I mean, that person's not very good at maybe example of that, but just <laughs> have a successful, successful sex life. Of course, you can buy that, you know, to some extent too, I suppose. So if you have a successful sex life and you have money, your life is successful. You've made it. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of. Uh, thinking to that, you know, along those lines, right? right? And um, and so we don't agree with that. Hmm? The Pope doesn't agree with it. <laughs> um, and uh, and it's not a hard case to make that just having money is, you know, is, uh, is 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 not what constitutes success. And having a having a successful whatever that means sex life. I saw an article the other day written by a lady who went to school in Chico, California, which is, it still is, but in her time, it was called by Playboy Playboy magazine, the party school of America. Hmm? And so she was talking about how, how, what a party environment it was and how it was so nice because what was fashionable is that if, 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 if I had a, a, um, significant partner and I broke up with the partner Hmm? and then my friend had a hookup with the partner my ex-partner that was real fashionable and then you could get together with your friend and you could both talk about the partner you know and know something about him and you could got bond on that level hmm really bond you know and and talk about it and and talk about what she said was after all you know, the most important thing about a relationship. How was your you know, how how was the sex life? I mean without that I mean the whole thing is, you know
1: yeah, it's meaningless,
0: you know is basically what uh she said. And 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 so it was two points that stuck out to me in the article. That this is the main thing about a relationship, how how good the sex is. And the second thing is that to think otherwise about, you know, not having another partner or not not going, not being... Well, she was basically presenting this like, hey, you know, have sex with whoever you want, whenever you want. I mean, there's no reason, there's no reason to think otherwise. Hmm? To think otherwise, she was implying, which would often be, you know, religious reasoning, why you shouldn't, doesn't make any sense. Religion doesn't make any sense, as it was kind of the implication what makes sense is, hey, you know, be who you are and feel what you feel, and if you feel it, you know, do it and don't be inhibited and so forth, and, um and, uh, don't be repressive and so forth. I mean, so, uh, I, I, I thought, well, that's how some people think. A lot of people think like this. It's interesting. Um, but we think that, that, that sex life, we don't think it's a bad thing, but we just think that, that in order to, if there's an Atma, which we make a good case for to realize and experience that that, 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 that propensity for uh, 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 sense indulgence needs to be uh, uh, harnessed, and I think it's universally accepted on some even that lady, probably on some level thinks it needs to be harnessed, so it 's just where you 're going to draw the line. Hmm? We want to draw it in a way that conforms with teachers of our past who have experience. Of what we want to experience hmm? and they have you know talked about it in certain ways and set examples and so on and so forth and and in different and about it in different ways also different times and in different circumstances and so and so on, so we feel that you know yeah that the, that it should be uh regulated in such a way that that hey how about like this like two people get together and they stay together hmm? and they have a, a a bond that exceeds just uh the, the 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 sensual intimacy that the bond affords and that people need uh, often to feel whole and, and and so on but it exceeds that hmm? it exceeds that it exceeds that uh, in 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 a number of ways and and um and it and that in in if they're members of our faith, we think in a way that that gives them strength, through emotional strength, to pursue, you know, the more, hmm? the much more, the spiritual um, reality. Hmm. So, uh, you know, this is a very, you know, different uh, um, uh, perspective than, you know, have money, good money, a lot of money and sex, and you're... Your life is you know, is successful. You have a different idea of what it means to be for human life to be uh, successful. I'm not sure how I got onto this track, but uh, mm-hmm. it's uh, some
2: it's the dichotomy. A false dichotomy.
0: So, so yeah. So we're talking about this paper. So it's a so so. If I say I think that that first of all, I grew up thinking that, for example, homosexuality was a choice. Hmm? I didn't think a lot about it, and it wasn't a choice that I was interested in, and I didn't, and I didn't have much experience of it. But I, I without consciously being told that, I kind of thought that. I mean, like, I think everybody thought that. But I think, and so, you know, I come to the conclusion that, that it's not a choice in, 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 in the purest sense of the term, um, that it, that it's something that is, uh, that, you know, you know kids and guys are playing football and 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 then all of a sudden ten members of the team get attracted to to you know one cheerleader and one guy in on the team gets attracted to ten other guys on the team you know <laughs> what do you do beat him up you know uh kick him, you know make him the football or what you know or just acknowledge that this is a different you know reality that um he's experiencing that's as profound as you know as ours uh, it's an exception you know and and I said the other day well if you go to a homosexual plant, you you may preach differently and somebody said well how would you preach it? Well you have to preach you know heterosexual rights you know (laughs) 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 come on Uh, so 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 at any rate if you acknowledge it as such and then you seek to license it like you do otherwise and give it more more meaning and so forth, um, and, and this is your policy. And a group, I guess, should have a policy like that. The Pope has a policy about it. I would look at it differently um, and say, yes, I approve of the gay marriage. I mean, but but the way in which I approve of the gay marriage, hmm, for example, hmm, in and of itself, still makes me rather different than the majority of the people in the world, like the lady that wrote the article, or some of these people running for president, and so forth. Entirely, you know, very, very different. Hmm? Very kind of separate, if you will, from the mainstream. Hmm? And that in itself, And, and on top of that, of course, nothing else changes. I still say that I'm an Atma, that Krishna's God, that there's reincarnation. I mean, these just aren't, you know, entirely mainstream ideas. So the idea that by saying, as a as a sect, religious sect, Godiva says we honor gay marriage, that we will suddenly become, not become revolutionary, if you will, and you know, iconoclast, and, and so forth, it's just not true. <laughs> we re, we remain that way forever. That's that's never gonna you know that's not going to change too 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 soon. Hmm? The currents of the world are very very strong for materialism. Look at modern science and this is the the main thrust of modern science is that we are matter hmm? that the that even, even that even the mind is is, is the brain or arises or out of the brain and and uh and, and there's no free will and so on so these are mainstream ideas in intellectual sections of the society they're not without their um um, with the, this is, that section of society is not without opposition to that, but it's a m- more of a minor voice. You know, materialism is very powerful. Uh, in you know, you can call it materialism; you can call it any number of things, but it basically materialism is very powerful for common people in pursuit. This is an example: money and sex. That's it, and have it, and everything's good. And 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 and. If, if some guy from Mexico is getting in the way of me making money, throw the guy out, you know? Send him out of here. Get him out of here. This nationalism, you know, this is all bodily consciousness. This is, the world's going very, very strongly in that direction. Very strongly. When I was younger in the 60s and 70s, there was a strong countercultural movement that entertained ideas like, reincarnation and so forth. It was, I mean, it's still there and, and it hasn't gone away. Maybe it's got stronger in some ways, but I mean, it's not, it was a, it, it may have more numbers now, but it, it's not as loud of a voice as it, it was just so shocking at the time for my parents to say, what? We've got a washer and a dryer and a color TV and you're not happy? How can that possibly be? Do you know what we got? You know what the 30s were like, you know? How can, you know? What do you mean? You know, you don't want
3: money. You
0: know, what are you talking about? So it was such a contrast that it stood out more. Now it's there, but you know, materialism goes on, and and it's materialistic too, mm-hmm. largely. Mm-hmm. You know, in, in in you know, you take the spiritual kind of perspective on environmentalism. It it it, it, it you know it's. If you look at it as a, as a as a spiritual kind of worldview, it's still it's about enjoying the senses. You know, we get other kind of power to do it. You know, we if some and continue anyway. So, so it's a false dichotomy because by saying that you know that uh, you're saying something. Point is, in this instance, this what this person is talking about different than Prabhupada. You're weighing in differently than Prabhupada. Did on an issue, um, uh, for example, about gay marriage, he spoke differently about, but very, very little about. Number one, and number two, that that the Shastra of of the Gotias and even of the Hindus at large says practically nothing about, hmm? practically nothing about, whatsoever. So there you are, free to you know, think about why Prabhupada said what is is Prabhupada a reasonable person? Does Prabhupada believe that there's there's new things to find out about the world, like I said earlier. There's always new new knowledge in the world, or is he just like, is the all-knowing of the Vaishnav mean that he knows all things about matter at all? Sukadev didn't proclaim to know all things about matter when he was asked by Pritchard Marshall to describe matter. He said, "Well, do what I can. <laughs> I'll tell you what you know the current thinking about it is." But overall, it's basically this ongoing magic show of the gunas that's always transforming and, and, and so on and so forth. And largely the, the, the weight of the of the Bhagavatam is to transcend material nature. Yes, there's an attempt to explain material nature, and that idea is imported in in the Gita and in the Bhagavatam from the Sankhya philosophy. Hmm? Um, um, and that idea, you know, it, it may have some value in terms of the need in modern society today to redefine matter, nobody knows what matter is. Hmm? Even when they want to reduce consciousness to matter, nobody knows what matter even is. So wait a minute, hold off. Before you want to reduce me to something, what is it that you want to reduce me to? What, what is matter? Hmm? So the Sanki of the Bhagwat Sanki is a description of, of matter, and it's not as simplistic as it might sound at, at first. Um, that's a whole other uh, subject. The main thrust of the Bhagavatam is to, is that matter is is the is has two components so, so it's the guna may and the jiva mai it's composed of something that's one thing and it has an effect that's another thing the effect is the jiva Maya that it bewilders the jiva from the, the fact that it's an atma hmm? um, so we're back to that but um, at any rate the paper is a false basically it's a false dichotomy and and it and it and it doesn't leave room, really, for the idea that that there can be new findings about the world. Uh, I mean, you take we talk about homosexuality as an example. Homosexuals themselves, um, forty years ago, thought they were weird, you know. I mean, you know, they thought they were dysfunctional people that, you know, were meant to be on the fringe of the society because that's where the society pushed them to. And then they, you know, so what to speak of other people thinking like that? But but observable evidence that, for example, they can function like anybody else, you know, and better than in some fields and all that, are you going to just ignore that? Do you think Prabhupada would just ignore that entirely? Mm-hmm. It, was there any place for reasoning and adjusting thinking about relative issues
3: hmm?
0: in relation to the Siddhanta. I mean, I think there are many examples of that happening in the Sampradaya over the centuries. Prabhupada himself did it. I mean, you know, the same argument could be made. siddhanta Saraswati Thakur opened 64 monasteries, 64 moths in India. Hmm? And he had a number of women disciples, but women weren't allowed to cook in the temples. you know and it wasn't an issue it was like yeah women shouldn't be allowed to go to the temple it was Indian you know thinking at the time the, the women had their place and the Brahmin men had their place and whatever it was so he you know he he it wasn't a the society worked like that so it wasn't like a revolutionary you know thing or, but then coming to America Prabhupada got women disciples he saw they were competent they thought differently the American society thought differently about the place of women even then it was backward compared to now, but still it's different. And so he had women cook and they cook good. <laughs> hmm? There's a famous story where Prabhupada was sitting in Mayapur and one of his godbrothers came to visit him and for lunch. And there was one of his disciples, I mean, maybe Malati, Malati. was cooking for Prabhupada. And she brought in and she cooked it and she brought it in and served it. And Prabhupada could observe, I think, in his godbrother, like, What? <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to eat something cooked by a woman, and Prabhupada said, you "See this girl, she will cut off her arm for me, and I will cut off mine for her." No. Something was it?
2: Well, oh, he said. He said, uh, "Yes, she cooks for me, and in return, I give her nothing but trouble." Uh huh. But I'll tell you this: she would slit her throat for me, and hmm. I would slit
1: mine for her.
0: Yeah. So. You know this was like uh, i in in, in a, a godbrother of mine opened a temple in South India, and one of one sannyasi from another moth came and visited and he was taking the prashad there, and he said it was a very nice prashad and and my godbrother said, yes, um such and such Devi cooked it, and the guy almost like you mean I'm eating food." I'm a sannyasi cooked by a woman, you know, and you know it, it sounds really weird and all, but there's a thinking about it too that's that's wholesome, you know, um, it, 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 you know it has its it has its place. I don't want to go into that, but it has its place. That a sannyasi is such that you know he he is aloof from the woman's society and whatever, you know. So um, so anyway, but Prabhupada went to a different planet, you know, and. In the in, in 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 the Americas, and he found that people did things differently, thought differently, and he worked with that. And his women were cooking in the temples, and they did most of the deity worship, hmm? and they're good at it. And and take a look, you know, you look at Prabhupada's temples, and look at the standard deity worship, and it puts the Indian worship to shame. Hmm? Shame and so many temples, and Gaudiya temples included, and temples of Rupa Goswami and Jiva Goswami.
3: Hmm?
0: I mean, thousands, hundreds of years later, and so forth, he had a very high standard of deity worship. So you, you can't argue with, you know, with success. Um, and so, but I mean, it's an example of something, just one, of Prabhupada doing the opposite of Vakyasudanta, hmm? given the time, the circumstance, and applying the essence, and understanding the essence. And understanding the principle, as opposed to the detail, hmm? adjusting the detail to deliver the principle. Hmm? So that is um, that is uh, uh, what's required. And then to answer your your question, how much Sambandha and so forth? I think enough that your practice and understanding doesn't. Turn into a a fundamentalist orientation to Gaudiya Vaishnavism. That it's not being taught in that way. It may be one thing that you have kind of fundamentalist or Kaniştas. You got to start somewhere, kind of you know. Uh, but, but 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 it's not. That's not being institutionalized, and the philosophy is being taught um, progressively, so that that doesn't happen, which which inevitably turns to sectarianism, mm-hmm. which is, is very problematic and very, very contrary to to, to Gaudiya Vaishnavism, that is so... Um, uh, that, that honors diversity. I mean, it, it's very much a, it's a sect, a teaching that honors diversity, within itself, diversity of sentiments for Sakya-rasa, Madhuri-rasa, Vatsali-rasa. And if we see Vatsali-rasa in the balava we honor it there, as Rupa Goswami has... And so forth, um, and um, and uh, you know, it it, it accommodates Brahmasutra if you want it. it. It acknowledges it as a real spiritual attainment. We have no interest in it, but it, but it acknowledges it. You know, you take Advaita Vedanta. It doesn't acknowledge our our Prajapjan. It doesn't at all. It says, yeah, all yeah, Bodhi is great. It's so great. It's so nice. You know, it's another way of entering into Brahman. <laughs> that doesn't sound very good to us. You've just denied our preogive, you know, that, that our ideal that it even exists. You know, you're saying it's only a means to an end, which is your end. You know, we give you your end, kind of. We do. We don't agree that, we don't agree that there is no atma, individual atma. We do that. agree that the, the, the atma can identify with Brahman in such a way that it thinks it's, it's no longer, you know, it's Brahman, or it feels like it is, or something like that. But it, it's a. So There's more. Finer points. We don't agree that there's no world. Hmm. But, but at any rate, we you can have your Brahma Sayuja. We'll name it slightly differently, perhaps, but um, we're very accommodating. Hmm. Um, and what you want through the Sambandhagyan is that what you get is Saragrahi Vaishnavas. So Saragrahi Vaishnavas means a Vaishnava who is essentially a Vaishnava. Mm-hmm. Understands the essence, and is in a, in a, in a living way, and there's a, there's needs to be enough sambandha that that is what leads the course, leads the group, and infuses the uh, the group is thus infused with that, and and so it you know it's not like how much on this topic or that topic how much jiva topic they have to know you have to see how the sambandha gyan that someone may have to some extent is working to facilitate and bring out that essential understanding or whether it's working in such a way as to bring about an understanding that's actually detrimental to their their progress, who's freezing it in time, who's misidentifying details with with principles uh, and and so on. And, um, you know, there's a lot of that. There's a lot of that, unfortunately. And... And it's, it's like a Gaudiya Vaishnava is very much in isolation also from the world and the thought currents of the world and an inability to, to interface with modern thinking and, 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 um, and, and have a place there and so forth uh, because you just call the world mine, you know. I mean, uh, someone said the other day that this sannyasi said that oh, I give millions of obeisances to any sannyasi who could possibly live in, in America. The women there are just you know, I said I'll take them. <laughs> Millions of obeisances, please. Start right now. <laughs> okay, you know it's like a crazy idea, but it's it's this this as you get this the you get this cultic perspective. The world is entirely bad, and um, you know, and we gotta shore up the troops and under ourselves. And then you start hoping for the war to come, you know, and the end of the world and. So that you know because everybody's going to dissolve except for you, who are the you know the truthful ones <laughs> <laughs> you know, who've got the truth and so forth, so you know these are, so how much somebody gallon, you know i can't put a measure on it um, but um, um, I've kind of tried to talk about it in a, in a in a more kind of a dynamic way, and um obviously, there are certain tattvas one of the tatvas that's that, that that misunderstood is probably the most problematic, and it's ironic because understanding that tatva properly is the most helpful for making progress, and that's Guru Tatva. If you misunderstand the Guru Tatva, you end up in, totally imprisoning yourself, you know, in the name in, in in the name of following the Guru and reciting what he said and so forth, and totally inhibiting your your progress. And ending up making Vaishnava parod and so on and so forth, with this exclusive devotion, you know, to to Guru Dave, and um, so you know, we, we advocate that too, but you know, in a not in a in a in a in a thoughtful way. So it is a tatva that's that's been misunderstood. And properly understanding it is really, is is, is there's in my experience there's no one tatha that's more um, probably understood more, um, that facilitates more the uh, pursuit and attainment of the ideal. So, so you know, that's an important tattva. I mean, um, jiva tattva is pretty important tattva. We, we've seen some instances where guru tattva and jiva tattva and bhakti tattva are really misunderstood. Um, and they're... When those misunderstandings, I would say it's not so much, but how there may be room for not having that much and still pursuing and and, and, and growing and so forth, Gyan, some basic Sambandha Again, there's Krishna's God and the world is one thing and I'm the Atma and this kind of thing, you know, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, why he came or whatever. So... Uh, not that everybody has to be a big philosopher or anything like that, but but when certain tattvas are in within the sambanda Gyan are misunderstood and then they become you know a a, a a Foundational stone to the house of bhakti that you're you're trying to you know that you're trying to build and then it, then, it, then it becomes a problem hmm? and we see examples of that and it takes person to see to, to how how problematic it is, but I can tell you, it's super problematic when that happens. It's super problematic mm-hmm. in terms of those who who embrace those wrong ideas and and then they become opposed to the right ideas. They have no no scar for understanding the sun the sedanta properly and it going in and and they they're in opposition to it, and it. It's a big problem. I'm sorry. So that's my answer. <laughs> Go ahead.
1: But to um, that point, uh, so is the statement saying that the prajna cannot then be attained? Is that just um, you know hyperbole to, to push the point that you know misconceptions should not happen, or is it practically the case that we find that in in, in lineages that are that are opposite Dante, have opposite Dante within them, or that there is no attainment? Is it is it true that we practically find that? These kind of misconceptions lead to the lack of attainments. Is, is that what we find to be the case?
0: I would say yes. In that, uh, that was the conclusion of Bhaktivinoda with regard to the the um, misconceptions of his time, despite the allegiance. Um, within those misconceptions to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, the chanting of his name or Krishna's name, so the owls, the bowls, the Prakriti Sahajiyas, and so these these people, some have very, very sophisticated philosophies also, like the Prakriti Sahajiyas, very sophisticated philosophy, um, and Chaitanya-centered and so forth. But he was of the conviction that they would not attain the goal. Um, again, the, the bhava arises out of, I compare it to the art or the musical expression. Um, so from an art context, there's a canvas. If you don't have the canvas, there's not much you know, art that you're going to produce. The canvas is, is a philosophical canvas. Um, and I think that there can be a lack of understanding theoretically about certain topics and still one can progress. but when the understanding misunderstanding about the top becomes an a truth for someone that they you know fight for in opposition to the actual teaching, then yeah there's it's it's very questionable what will be attained from going against bhakti really on a philosophical level, in the name of bhakti. Hmm? So, there's no problem for us except going against bhakti. You know, you have, practically, you've got material desires. This is not a problem. I mean, it may be practically for you in some ways, but I mean, it's not a problem that can't be resolved by bhakti. But if you go against bhakti, then what? Hmm? And so, it's a philosophical kind of going against bhakti. It doesn't look like you're going against bhakti, because I'm still chanting, and I go to the temple, and and so on and so forth. But, but I mean, look at, you know, there's, there's a pr- prominent example. We've seen misunderstanding of Guru Tattva result, can result in some instances in a kind of a Guru fanaticism that results in um, that my Guru is the only way and, other, and then offending other Gurus. Right? That happens. And other Vaishnavas. So it turns into, in that instance, Vaishnava Parada. Right, and so that is a very strong going against uh, bhakti. So how can you make progress in bhakti by going against bhakti? You may be going for bhakti with the right foot, but with the left foot, you're you know kicking bhakti. Hmm? And and there are examples like that in the Bhagavatam too. And Kapila Gita, uh, Kapila tells Devahuti, well, there are people that are offering they're, you know, arty to me, to the deity and food and and prayers and so forth, and but they do not honor. What is it? The uh, people in general. They don't have any jibadaya, hmm? Hmm? kindness to other people, and he says those offerings are like offering ashes. Thank you. Hmm? Thank you. D into ashes, yeah, there's no, there's no, so it's, it's, it's counterproductive, hmm, maybe no fire that comes from that,
3: hmm, just a
0: waste, a waste, so, I mean, he said, well, I mean, come on, they're standing before the D, the guy just offered a, you know, a banana, he put a, you know, uh, a check in the, in the box, the donation box, he's chanting Hare Krishna, Hmm? Well, this is what the Bhagavatam says. Hmm? Krishna is saying. Hmm? So, what then to speak of being inimical towards or having ill feelings towards persons who are dedicating their whole life to do the things that even your own guru told you to do and, is, and maybe doing them better than better than you. <laughs> you know, and there are instances like that, you know. Like some people don't like me, but I mean I'm 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 doing what you're supposed to do. I mean I, I'm supposed to give classes and have deities and temples and write books and you know, I mean so not good. I mean I'm not that good or anything, but I mean it's not good to be have inimical feelings towards such uh people uh, this, not only not good it's it's against bhakti so so yeah
1: I, I think that. is there something else that happens you talked about the um, Amar Guru Jagat Guru kind of like my guru is the best yeah, I heard something the other day that was kind of like the opposite but also striking as problematic which was I was arguing with somebody about they were saying bhakti is not a thing and Godi today you don't really need it you know, imagine that <laughs> um, anyway, <laughs> Yeah, and I was arguing, and then they said, you suffer from that. you think your guru knows more, and then I just kind of stood back, and I was like, well, now I don't know what to say, because it's almost like, in this person's mind, you had, to, all gurus had to kind of be equalized somehow, like everybody had to, there couldn't be someone who knew better, there couldn't be someone who understood the philosophy better, there couldn't be, it couldn't be that, let's say, you understood this, but another guru didn't, because then that would be creating a hierarchy. It struck me because of what you just said about Kanisha Adhikari is not knowing the difference between who actually knows and doesn't know who you should go to and who you shouldn't go to. I don't know if you wanted to say something about that, the kind of equalizing of all guru.
0: Well, that, that's thats thats more of a, you know, that's the kernel of the world. <laughs> hey, nobody's special, Okay. <coughs> You know, we're all. That's level of the playing field here. You know, um, that's just. Uh, you know. Yeah, that's a current of the world um, that unfortunately is uh, is not very well thought out. I mean, on the level, it's true. We're all just servants of Krishna. We're all dependent entities. That's a fact. But then, how we respond to that is another thing, and not everybody responds to it in the same way. And so then we have to make determinations. And that way, I mean, dogs are also servants of Krishna. I mean, you know, but we don't teach them the Bhagavad Gita, so you know, we treat them differently with care and affection. But I mean, right? But but not. <laughs> so uh, that's one thing. But otherwise, I think that, um, you know, I would say, you know, my guru may be may be better or worse or whatever, but the teaching is, you know, let's deal with the teaching here. I mean, if, if my guru represents the teaching more accurately, then, um, you know, that's what we should follow. If your guru represents the teaching more accurately, we can follow, so you have to get, kind of get it beyond, you know, well, you think my guru is better than yours, says, you know, no, no I, I think that the Shastra says this. Hmm? And if your guru doesn't say, well, that that's that's a problem. But this is what the Shastra says. Well, how do you know your guru? Noah? I mean, you know, it's kind of a silly argument. The person doesn't know how to understand the scripture. And, and I, apparently, because I would hope you would, you know, explain it to him that very carefully that, you know, for example, in relation to the point that you're, Speaking about that, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came to give Rag Bhakti to the world. That's what he. That's what he came to do. So if you think it's not important, then I don't know. You know what kind of guru you've got. I mean, it's not like my guru is better than yours. I mean, what about is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu better? You know, or is he? You know, just thinks he knows more than everybody else, and that's why he said that. Or you know, you, 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 you ran into a topic that was kind of easy to weigh in on. Um, in that regard. It's it's boldly printed in Chaitanya Charitamrita. It's it's the core of Chaitanya Charitamrita. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came to give Rag Bhakti to the world. Krishna came to give Ragba Bhakti to the world also. to make it available. But he ran into some problems along the way. and that was his his uh, his astute um Analysis of of, of Radha that you know got kind of off balance, and so we need another avatar, another extension of the Lila. But the extension of the Lila pursues the two purposes: one, to deal with the issue what is Radha's love, and and to continue the distribution of Rag bhakti, hmm? and more more hands-on, more actively. In the case of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, was so. Um, you know, I, I'd say, you know, you decide, you know, but I mean, the deciding isn't just whether I like my guru more I than I think my guru is better than yours. It's its not on that level. It's what the scripture actually says. Does
3: mm-hmm.
0: it help? I mean, it's... it's a.
1: Yeah, I was just wondering, you know, I guess there's really a hard... It's hard to argue something like that when... You come up to something so you know, blatant, and then it becomes an issue about yeah. you know, preferences over or, or argument or something. And,
0: but, yeah. But some gurus are better than others. That's true. Yeah,
1: I guess that's what I was struck by. like, yeah. Well, we accept that we accept that some gurus are better than others. And well, tendency to, to I mean,
0: I mean, just, I, mean, I'm just, I'm, I'm kind of um, projecting here, but I assume the person is a quote-unquote strict follower of Prabhupada. And so implicitly he's saying Prabhupada didn't teach that. Therefore, Prabhupada knows best. And Therefore, we don't know, we don't need Raghupada. Because I mean, that's the person who doesn't read Prabhupada's books, and doesn't understand what Prabhupada's books say about... It. I mean, I'm only quoting the Chaitanya the to read the commentary of my Guru Marsh. I wouldn't know it otherwise. So, I mean, it's, the, it's there. But I mean, he's basically inherently, implicitly saying that my Guru is Prabhupada or, you know, you know, he's my Siksha Guru or whatever they think and 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 um, and he's better. He's saying what do you think your guru knows better than than what, then Prabhupada? Does he say that? Or than, or better than who? I mean he's saying that our teaching is this from our guru and it's and and we think it's 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 right, and and your guru is wrong. So I mean, he's saying the same thing, right? His guru knows more. So you can say I can say my guru knows more. You say no, my guru knows more. So how are we going to come to determination? We get to look what the scripture says, hmm? and then we determine who was right and who was wrong. Very simple. The problem with that issue, of course, is that is that the the, the 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 dispensation of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was going to be given out uh, by qualified persons, in, according to time and, and circumstance. And so, there are things that Prabhupada emphasized over other things according to the time and circumstance. But the fact that the time and circumstance changes um, uh, gives. Uh, rise to the fact that he said other things that weren't emphasized at that time that, that may need to be emphasized at another time,
3: hmm?
0: and so not just to be marginalized forever. They're marginalized because of the time and the circumstance, which changes. So, and then what was what was, what was emphasized then may be marginalized marginalized. It's possible. Hmm? You know, Prabhupada was had a broad campaign. And um and it's there in his books, what is Rag Bhakti and, and so on and so forth, but uh it's uh I mean the peop- the fact that people are arguing against it against it now shows what he was dealing with, you know. So anyway. They they misconstrue Rag Bhakti with some Sahajism and Raj Bhakti is not a light thing. It's it's for it's for very qualified people who are driven by taste and so forth. But still, Vrindavan is the Raj mark That's what it is, and there's a way to get there. And it, uh, and our our ideals become more more qualified to to tread the very path that we're on, so to speak. So anyway, we ended up talking for a while. Some interesting points have been raised. What's the time now?